Alpha, you know what I need. Aliens. Battleborn. Well, that's not what I was thinking, Alpha. Aliens. Battleborn. Well, I guess that's all we have. Sure. Aliens. about spider-man my favorite superhero instead yeah let's do it i i've no, played the spider-man no. video game it's really no. good yeah hey hey me too i mean i have problems yeah, i don't have it, that game yet but... so i don't really have anything to contribute to the conversation but i do like spider-man it, yeah, well, if, great. if you like yeah. spider-man you will like this video game because it's pretty it's got good all that power game. got that responsibility things yeah. all go bad for him okay. he wins in <laughs> Wait, the end he's both, great both, let me check off both check marks on my checklist here there we go okay yeah, I want this game now. It also has quips, so you should mark that down too. Quips? Yeah, he. Yeah, he's funnier than the uh, most of the movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not hard to be quippier than like <laughs> Andrew Garfield. I don't even remember actually. Maybe he was. Andrew a Garfield bit wasn't that it's bad. Just, like, the rest Andrew, of yeah, yeah, Andrew was Garfield was a better yeah. Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire fucking sucked. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he you're right. Really good... that I, 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 I was just thinking, what's the worst Spider-Man movie? Oh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, okay. The ASM movies sucked in a lot of ways because huh? of like the way they characterized Peter Parker and the stuff they had him do. But yeah. like as far as the he, he, he goes, was like he was written like he was supposed to be a dork and a social outcast, but he was consistently shown to be the coolest kid in his school. It it, it was a really weird like he was he well, was also like a dick. He was yeah, a skateboarder. Um, like the 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 funny line he has in the first movie is that uh, uh, he's stopping a carjacker and a carjacker pulls out a knife. And he's like, "Oh God, no! Not a small knife! My one weakness!" And it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame that was the only joke in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. There was more in the second one, but the second one was was worse as a movie. Yeah, well, the second one had, like, three good scenes, and one of them was the opening, and there was a bit... The bit with in, the, in the closet with Gwen was pretty good, and the bit when he was at Times Square was okay, and that was it. The part where he wears a, a fireman's movie. helmet, and he shoots Yeah, that's, that's, that's with, the part uh, in Times Square, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, like the the game has great great web swinging. Um, the combat's pretty fun. Like, I'm not super great at it, but I feel like people who are better at video games than I am might really enjoy it. I it, don't know. It, the combat's a bit to get used to. I even lower the difficulty to like the lowest one, which is friendly. And by the way, the difficulties are friendly, amazing, and spectacular, which is amazing. Um, uh, but uh, well, w- one of those is. I know. I, I I realized what I said after I said it, but yeah. So I lowered the friendly, and I still died a bunch because like. Spider-Man's, like, I don't, I don't know, like, when I was playing the game, like, I, I get that you want to have challenge, but, like, the regular-ass thugs, I feel like Spider-Man could lift 10 tons. It doesn't matter if I just dude's a big dude. I should still yeah. be able to punch him well, out. Well, see, the, the <laughs> thing is, Emily, um, a lot of those dudes are gifted with the power of gun, and well, Spider-Man is weak to bullets. I, I, I know, I, but, like, I, the, the I gun is, y'all. like, one of the least big problems. I hate those fucking bruiser dudes. I hate I them so Mike much. I think Mike wants yes, to say yes, something. Yes, Mike, what do you yeah, want to say uh, about Spider-Man? Uh, I know we're trying to avoid talking about Alien Rangers, but we haven't even actually introduced ourselves yet. Oh, shit, you're right. Mike, this mm. is my podcast. We're going to do things my way, which <laughs> is, like, not following a structure. Um, By the way, that was Mike who uh, who just spoke up there. Um, Mike? Hi. Hey. Are you okay, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't sound okay. I was I I I missed last week and then we didn't record for a week because of PAX. I was really eager to get back to this and it's just oh, no. We're just talking about Spider Man, I guess. You don't like Spider Man? Hi, hey y'all, I'm back and I moved into a new apartment with way worse acoustics. Yay. Sorry about that. I don't know if y'all can hear that. I mean, yeah, but you moved into a new place, but suck, you, that you sucks. Sound, you sound all right on a Skype call, at least. I don't know how the yeah, okay, recording so will be. fine. I just, I just don't know how you visit an apartment and don't immediately, like, try it out and set up, like, a laptop or something to see, like, if an Audacity I recording sounds good. Well, I can't, I can't imagine he didn't keep looking for a place and they found one with amazing acoustics. Like, <laughs> do, you, do you know the premium on acoustics in this market? Like, who goes apartment shopping without considering how it's going to affect their podcasting career? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, by the way, I'm Emily. Because we didn't do yeah, introductions. Yeah, I, I guess feel free to introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Simone, the host of the special episode and the episode that was, I guess, aired two weeks ago at this point or something. And yeah, Simon can't seem to find we'll to time to actually join us. Yeah. But he can certainly find time to release his own podcast. I had, I had my, own, my own podcast there, which, you know... You're welcome for filling out the spot, the slot for the time, the one weekend where everyone was gone. I took that ball. Thank you. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Man, that's <laughs> Lexi. Yeah, on it, yeah. Like, thank you. Thank you. That was great. Hi. What's up? <laughs> Lexi's the host. She's good. Yeah. Not yeah hosting, I mean, yeah. If you're listening good. to this, you should know me, right? <laughs> that's correct. The, I'm the one constant on this show. Well, I don't know. I think Mike's pretty constant on this yeah, show, Mike actually. Also. So, um, yeah. So, are we gonna are we gonna talk about aliens or rangers? Or day, everyone, or something. It's everyone's favorite day, the day of Hog Pogs. Day. Yeah. yeah. Wait, hold on. Pog Day? What? Hog, Hog day. day. Oh, Pog Day afternoon would have been an awesome episode. There was Pog yeah, like Monster. everyone, everyone just hangs out playing Pogs. That would be great. And then, like Billy has to invent a slammer with some like bullshit science to beat it. It would have been great. So y'all know that's literally just tiddlywinks, right? Like that's what pogs are. I mean, pogs yeah, are but different they're not... than tiddlywinks. No, t- tiddlywinks like... is like a game where you flip them into some into a plate or something. No, no. Okay, so so tiddlywinks, from my 
knowledge. I could be totally wrong. Is like you have the you have like this stuff on the ground and you slam something down and they go up into the air and you got to catch them and all the ones you catch you get. With pogs, oh. it's the ones you flip over onto the picture. Yeah, you make you a get. stack of them and you have, you have to flip them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I guess I do. Tiddlywinks have licensed characters printed on them. Because if not, I'm not interested. It might be Jax. Actually, I don't know anymore. <laughs> what else? Jax thinking. was on Tiddlywinks. Jax are, are the spiky ones. That, yeah, the like, like cal- the Caltrops. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Also, Jax the Mortal Kombat really... character. Yeah, that, that, yes. that's the joke I was making. You know, Jax Pog, but Tiddlywinks or something. Funny joke. So yeah. wait, wait. What are what are Daxters then? Daxters are. Otzels. He's an Otzel? That's the thing in Jack and Daxter? That's the only... Oh. Yeah. I'm like, where they did Daxter decide if they wanted from? him to be an otter or a weasel, so they're just yeah. like, fuck it, both. But the thing is, like, in the Jack and Daxter lore, I think Daxter is the only existing Otzel because he was human or elf. Like, he was like Jack, like, yeah. with pointy ears and I stuff, and he that. fell into Dark Echo, and he turned into an Otzel, so how how do they have a word for what he is if he's the only one Shouldn't they just be called Daxters? Well, so they've got a word for Tiggers, and he's the only one. Okay, but That's also, maybe, maybe Otzels are extinct, and they used to be Otzels, but now so, there like, isn't. With so, a big like, twist, uh, fucking spoiler warning for Jack 3, I guess, <laughs> is that they find the ancient Otzel civilization oh, in that. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> I take it back. Jack and so Daxter, he's like, your, he's like your lore is airtight, <laughs> my series of PS2 platformers. Just pretend that I know enough about Jack and Daxter to do uh, like a version of the Tigger song, but for Otzels. I, I I didn't play that series growing up, and then I bought like the HD re-release on PS3, and I played the first one, and I didn't know that Daxter was a was once a normal person, and that weirded me so much. Like I'm like, what the fuck? Why is he just an Otzel? The weird thing <laughs> is that they never like he. It's an accident at the beginning of the first game, and they and never, never go back. back. He in, he man. stays like that for the whole series. They never turn turn him back. You think he'd be into the idea of going I mean, back to what what he was before? Oh, you so you you'd think that, but maybe I've he's into a lot it. Of fiction that would posit otherwise. Occasionally, they'll drop like little hints that he misses his humanity. Like mm-hmm. he'll talk about how he misses being able to wear pants and stuff like you that. But that's about pants. as far as it goes. Yeah. Also, also I mean, after the first game, they get like thrown into a dystopian future and I don't think they ever go back to their actual world either so the Jack and Daxter are a couple of really displaced guys when you think about it like there's nothing they, of their old life remains they kinda do they kinda do I oh. mean again more spoilers but the thing is it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry it's you haven't played as much can you really Jack spoil as, Jack and Daxter, Daxter at this point yeah. Jack finds a lost child and it turns out to be himself from the future past oh, and sends himself off, back in time. Great. Fuck and off. Uh, speaking, <laughs> you, you know what? That's rel- that's that's shockingly yeah, no, on topic. Actually, you know what? That's the perfect fucking segue for us talking about goddamn Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers <laughs> season 1, episode 9, Hog Day Afternoon part 1. Yep. Um which is the beginning of the two part Season finale of Mighty Morphin Series Alien Rangers. Series finale. That's the well, no season. This is this is the end of season one. But there's no season two, so it's also the series finale. Well, if there was no season two, then they wouldn't have to call this season one, now would they, Simon? But there was no Netflix season calls two, every like show see. season one, even those that only have one season. Mm, I don't know. We're, we'll see. I guess we'll see in two weeks. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can tell you in two weeks we'll be at Zio, and it's going to be a different thing. 
Ah, boy. I Well, I mean, I hope you're right, because that would definitely be better than more Alien Rangers. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that, for sure. So, um, this is, if you've been following along, going to follow, partially at least follow, Aisha's uh, Zeo quest. Uh-huh. She's the only one who hasn't shown back up yet. And uh, so I also just, is... I just want to check, just so that we're all on the same page, because, again, I missed the last one. What did you all determine the deal with Cat's Quest actually was? Because oh, man, you missed it. You missed it. I'm so glad we had Luke for that, because Luke figured it all out. Of course he did. So, <clears throat> so here's the deal. Cat didn't exist as a person before Rita needed to um, create a mole for the group. What? But no, she has like an aunt and parents. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hear her out. We have never once seen any of those people. I mean, we haven't seen Rocky's parents either, but we don't assume that he's a... (laughs) We have been told they exist, but those are just implanted memories. Yeah. So, so but when she, the quest but, was like, for her lineage, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so the yeah, Zeo exactly. crystal like made up like force ghosts or something. Right. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. Like, but, but, her entire existence. <sighs> Emily, let us finish. So, her entire existence is fabricated as a part of the like magic spell that gave her like sentience. And as a result, when the Zeo crystal was trying to reach out to like her lineage and f- pull in her ancestors, it didn't have anything to work with. So it kind of had to improvise by just creating phantom versions of herself from the past, present, and future. And, like, the whole thing is just kind of Rita's weird, like, creation magic mixing with the Zeocrystal magic mm. and creating this fucking trippy nightmare space. So how, how so, like, in, in, in Zeo, um, Tanya lives at Kat's house with Kat's parents. How does that work? Cat's parents live in Australia. What are you talking about? No, they live in Angel Grove because of time shenanigans. Because no, like... s- no. See, I we'll get there. But what I'm pretty sure happens is Aisha's parents, who took in Kimberly, and then Kimberly got swapped out for Cat, and they just no. I mean, like they, they explain it because like when the when when time goes back to being like them as adults, it it rewrites time so that that Cat was always in Angel Grove and Rocky. And, no, no, and, it, re- and it rewrites it so Tanya was always in Angel Grove. But same with Kat and all of them. Whoever was a kid in Angel Grove, because it also but, rewrites Aisha's backstory to that she moved to Australia with her parents back okay, then. Okay, uh, I mean, okay. I, I mean, Africa, Emily, Emily, this is this is some interesting speculation. But it's not speculation. Hun, so <laughs> hun, I think you're actually making it more complicated. I know, but I'm just saying is. that she has parents. That's all I'm trying to prove. Well, oops, I, we have seen no evidence of her having parents. So, well, Tanya didn't, come we back have... to, Tanya didn't come back to school being like, yo, guys, Kat doesn't have parents. She just said she did. What um, the fuck? Y'all, <laughs> we're, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves and also so, behind yeah, ourselves. Like I, like I said, there's, there's no evidence to support your crazy theory, so we're just going to have to put a pin in that. Sure, whatever. Cat. Um, Cat is just like a super putty that was given an extra dose of sentience magic mm. and yeah. went I, through some crazy. She like Wonder Woman like, then? Sure. Yeah. Wonder Woman's baby from yeah. clay and then given life. Like putties. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, almost, yeah, almost exactly Wonder Woman then. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, if you read the good book, then so is humanity. So aren't we all just putties after all? Yeah, it's true. We're <laughs> all putties. <laughs> wait, is, wait, is the good book the book of the Zordon we keep joking about? No, like, 
Never mind. <laughs> I mean, I was going for the Bible, but I'll say yes. <laughs> All right, I think we stalled long enough. So we open on the command center. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, we uh, open wait, for a while Ranger, on the command center. Ranger Corner. Oh, Emily's Hacker Ranger Corner. Okay, so in this episode of Hacker Ranger, where they fight the, the it's only one episode, it's a two-parter, but they only fight the quote-unquote Hydra Hog for the first part, and they beat it like pretty fast. It's also the first appearance of uh, uh, Subasa Maru, which is the Falcon Zord, um, and the kind of yokai that the Hydra Hog is is Umi Bozu, which. Um, they would rise suddenly from placid surfaces of the water and look like a great ocean swell, a giant black head that would lurch upwards and upside ships, sending the sailors into murky waters. That was their whole thing. And yeah, it dies in that one episode, but it's a pretty good fight because like, they need to bring Tsubasa Maru in to, to beat it. And it's like, again, it's his first appearance. And we also find out um, what... Um, kind of yokai Young Noble Jr. is. Because we never actually knew what kind of yokai he was. We just know his name was Young Noble Jr. But he's a Gasha Dokuro. And um, they're spirits that take the form of giant skeletons. And they're 15 times taller than an average person. Said to be created from the amassed bones of people who died of starvation or in battle without being buried. And they roam after midnight grabbing lone travelers and biting off their heads to drink their spraying blood. Also, you get them from uh, like a blind box. Like you put a little, we put a coin in, turn the turn a knob, and you get a little capsule with. That's oh, they're gumballs. That's a gachapon. <laughs> right? Yeah, a gacha, a gacha, whatever you. Gacha dokuro. Right? Yeah, a gacha dokuro. <laughs> yeah. Do right. any of you like when also, you were growing up ever like uh, put a quarter in one of those gumball machines that like lets the gumball roll down the spiral? Or some other convoluted contraption. Maybe it's like a pinball game or something. Oh yeah, my favorite is the like the super bouncy balls that are that you can play pinball with. Yeah, I just remember specifically it being gumballs because it's like that can't be sanitary, right? Speaking oh of- yeah, no, I uh, looking back at most of those gumball machines, or even just a regular gumball machine where it's this exposed bit of gum sitting in a dirty container with Lord knows how many other pieces of gum for Lord knows how long. Like, oh, what's been growing on there? So I mentioned it was a two-parter. <laughs> the reason it's a two-parter is because it's, it's, it, it's the end of part one of Kaku Ranger and um, the beginning of uh, Dio uh, Maru or whatever his name is, or Daimyo. Yeah, the, the, thing, that's, the thing that becomes mas- that's Master Vile in this version. So it's like his introduction. And yeah, it's, it was a pretty good episode. There's a good part in the beginning where it's the White Ranger's birthday. Um, the I can't remember anybody's name right now, but yeah, it's her birthday, and she makes friendship bracelets for the whole team. She talks about how like when we first Aww. came to yeah, it's really cute. She's like she talks about how when they first came together, they didn't she didn't really know if they'd be able to like mesh as like friends, but as time went on, they become like a family, and it's really cute. And the when Subasa Mara shows up, it's when they're all about to be defeated, and they all like join hands together before like thinking they're gonna die and then Subasamara shows up to save them. It's a really good episode. It would be really nice if they'd have taken, you know, any of those good elements and transposed <laughs> them well, here. I, I've got another element, which is um that young noble junior, the 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 summoning ritual to summon the the big bad 
Master Battle Guy is a punk rock concert from a giant skull head on top of a building. Oh, that's awesome. Sacrificing 15 children. No, not okay, that, that part. part. That part is less awesome. <laughs> that part is yeah. less awesome, but the punk rock show is You buried amazing. the lead there a little bit and made me state that it was awesome before I knew about the children. <laughs> that was on purpose. <laughs> oh, that's that's a dirty trick. So, oh, well. so, so we cut to the command center and... um. We cut from the opening credits to the command center. Yep. No, we cut from this fucking digression to the command center, <laughs> and um, someone's asking Billy, "So how's the how's the reconstruction of the uh, crystal going?" And Billy's like, "Um, I kind of don't have all the pieces, so I fucking can't like actually reconstruct this thing." So also, it's, a, it's I don't know why you're fucking asking. Thing. Like the way it's spinning, and he's staring at it. Maybe he would have an easier time building it back up if it wasn't spinning so much. I don't know. <laughs> No, no, no! That you have to. You have to... It's like it's like going around. You're like, uh, 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 go try to get the crystal in. <laughs> oh man! Do you, think it's, do you think they're like? Do you think they're like electrically charged? Where if you touch the wrong parts of the crystals together, they'll spark and like it's cause like, like be a yeah, it's right. operation. hazard or whatever. It, it is like operation. You're right. Yep. <laughs> Butterfingers. Oh, <laughs> man, it just blows up. <laughs> Anyway, um, so Billy's, yeah, Billy's just like, well, we don't really know until Aisha comes back with the last bit of the crystal, because, you know, it's not really complete until then. And Zordon gives, so, like, Zordon always says stuff in a pretty deadpan voice, because he's Mm -hmm. Zordon, right? But there's something about his response, which is, at last, the final crystal. Yep. Which just sounds so fucking disinterested. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Made me laugh really hard. Like, he doesn't give a shit. It says, I'll be relieved and you're all back in the same dimension. It's been much too calm. What is a weird yeah. thing to say? The same dimension? I thought they were this, time traveling. Well, okay, okay, okay. This okay, okay, doesn't so know the meanings of the words time, well, no, dimension. That's, so that's something we also have speculated on in past episodes at this point, which is that the it's less straight-up time travel because it doesn't really make sense and more different almost like different layers of the universe. So like rather than the earth just going back in time, cause that doesn't make sense, especially with how everything else interacts. It's more like the earth itself was transported to a different dimension of, or a different like parallel, like layer of the universe in which things were earlier. I checked out, like, the start of that sentence. <laughs> That's perfectly fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, so the other the other thing we speculated on, just to catch you guys up, is the idea that Aquatar isn't another planet that's, like, a distance away. Okay. But rather just, like, an alternate Earth. And when they're teleporting to Earth, they're not going through space. They're going through across, like, a dimensional divide. Why so you, 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 you want to make time travel simpler by saying it's just dimensional travel, and then you want to make well, it's space not, it's travel not just harder. The time travel. Like, that answers a fucking ton of questions about... I mean, like, yeah, another way of looking at time travel is you're not going through time. You're going to an alternate universe that's in the past. I, I get that idea where... No, 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 no. I'm talking like, about the whole Aquatar thing and how it doesn't make sense that they can just kind of pop back and forth whenever, but, like, Zed had to try and get a message out to the Tydro Hog, and then he, like, there was there's just a lot of inconsistency there that can kind of be solved by assuming that they're not traveling through space, but, like, across a dimensional yeah. barrier. But he sends the message out in the... Sp- never... Okay, listen, I'm just... 
you already said I can't talk about Zio, so I'm not going to talk about any at all about any of this because okay, good. I'm, I'm going to wait till Zio, and then I'll say my piece. Yeah, Emily, I've been meaning to talk to you, but I'm going to needing I'm going to need a lot more yes ands from you. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <Is> this, um. <laughs> is, so is that how, is that goes how we on. figure out world building and and theories is yes ends. <laughs> Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, we gotta build on each other, not keep tearing each other down, come on. Okay, I, I'm, so, I, I, I think I'm pretty supportive usually, but I'll, I'll try So Zordon, Zordon says that Lord Zed is, uh, he knows that they're looking for the Zeo Crystal, and, like, he's gonna try and stop him, which, fucking duh, that's how this always goes. <laughs> he's always spying on you guys and always trying to fuck with whatever it is you're trying to do. Like, that's just how it works. But he's worried so, that it's too quiet, uh, Billy calls him out on this. Is like, well, it's actually good that it's quiet right now. Corona's like, no, it's a bad too somehow. Quiet. So, right? Yeah. So here's they're... the thing: if if Zed and Rita were good at what they did, Zordon <laughs> would have a point because yeah, right. Mean, oh, Zed hasn't done anything for a while. He must yeah. be planning something big. Yeah. But no, it's just Zed's just lazy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's. Because they tried to do their plan from this week last week, and they got foiled. And so they just kind of s- sat around and did nothing until they decided to try it again. And, like, this plan is actually just send a decoy transmission and then send the real one so that, well, I don't know, we're, they we'll only... Get, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves yeah. there. But, um, yeah, no, it's... Yeah, there's, there's no big plotting happening here. Let's be real. Anyway, before we get to any of that, we uh, wipe to Africa, question mark? Yeah, the African savanna. Like, this is... Very clearly, like, just reuse nature footage oh, from yeah, the PBS. <laughs> that, there's a line. We go to stock footage of Africa, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope you like stock footage of lions. There is a lion cub, and it's really cute. Yep. Um, And then Aisha, like, falls to so, the time hold, hole. A little too, Aisha. So they, 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 there's not even, like, Zach all that get much that. <laughs> different... Uh, no, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lexi. <laughs> Mike? Okay. Uh, I was going to say, there's not even all that much, like, different stock footage. It's all just stock footage of lions specifically. Yeah, that's... Yeah, so that's the thing. They've got footage of, like, six lions that they just are cutting around between. Um, (laughs) They they basically went, so Aisha's in Africa now. How do we... (laughs) What's in Africa, everyone? Lions? Okay, anything else? Nope. Just lions. Okay. All right. Well, so here's the thing. They probably wanted to use footage that reasonably looked like the fucking field that they were filming Aisha in. Fair. So, like, I kind of get it, but it's really funny because Aisha's just standing around in this field with, like, nothing around her. Then Mm -hmm. it cuts to an image of a lion just kind of walking around, and then it cuts back to Aisha like, oh, God, this lion's coming for me. (laughs) It's really funny. But, yeah, it's not convincing at all. uh, There's other animals in the savannah, though, but the thing is is that that Saban went to the, the film stock shop, which was mm-hmm. a, which was a physical thing back then. I swear to God. Yep. I, it's not. It's not. But anyways, and um, she, he he was like, I I'd, I'd like a package deal of like African footage of animals, and they're like, ah, oh, sorry, we don't we don't do package deals. You got to have either lions or zebras or wildebeest. No. You can't like get all of them in one deal. So they just bought the lion package. And no, <laughs> I'll tell you what's. I'll tell you what happened. They went there, and there was this and like Saban went there with like one of his like. <laughs> 
production directors or whatever. Saban in person took a very personal <laughs> yeah, hand yeah, in crafting no, this episode. Is, well, no, yeah, Saban himself went along with like whatever fucking producer was in charge of this shit, and they went to the store, and there was this big display that was like, you know, African animal collection, you know, fifty nine ninety nine on sale, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, ooh, sixty bucks uh what do you have on need discount lions, like, well we got this we got this leftover lion footage <laughs> it's like 10 bucks it's, it's not much here though it's like, oh perfect perfect 10 bucks i like it <laughs> sold and and then and then here's how it really happened is that an intern was supposed like supposed to do it and they like were really lazy and they didn't show up till like very late and then the lion footage was all they had left on the shelf mm-hmm Right, so we cut we cut from this lion footage to the moon. <laughs> um, Zed just kind of reiterates what happened in the command center. He's like, "Oh, they're they're reassembling the crystal. I gotta get them." Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's a kid show. They're resummarizing the plot. Like as soon as they reassemble the crystal, everyone will be back in the same place. They'll be able to revert to normal. And uh, I don't know what they think is going to happen then because they destroyed the power coins. As far as they know, they still can't be Power Rangers. Well, like, the Zeo Crystal, it's well, going to like... They know, they know they're trying to get a Zeo Crystal. And maybe yeah, they're, and maybe they're Rita right, says it's going to... It's never been established that Zed and Rita know that they'll become new Power Rangers out of this. No, like, that's true. Rita only says something about how it's going to fix the world somehow. Oh, wait, right. it's going to fix the time travel thing. So right, that's, that's, that's what they're the, worried but about. But that's not the key to their plan. The key to their plan was they destroyed their power coin so they can't morph anymore. But there's like, alien rangers now. and Right, they, but they're but they're solving that problem. Like the, they, Well, they're about to, yeah, because right, they realize yeah, so that like the, the alien rangers can't do anything if they don't immerse themselves in any kind of shitty water every, like, half an hour. So right, get rid yeah, of that. And, that and, the, and the quality of that water that they need has been be steadily declining. <laughs> Oh man, it's ridiculous. But Pretty anyway, soon they're uh, able to walk around in a muddy puddle and be fine. Yep. Yeah, but uh, but Zed's like, yeah, you know, we should probably contact Goldar, um, because uh, I I just realized that I want to do something about the Zeo Crystal, like, so should probably earlier, tell Goldar to grab that Zeo Crystal while he's there. Right. Yeah. Which... So I've I've got a question about that because earlier it was established, sort of said. That Zed tried to grab the Zeo crystal and it made him yes. the way he is today. Right, you can't touch it if you're. No, wait. They, they, no, that, that was, was that was a force that was field. A yeah, was that the force right. field and not the crystal yeah. itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. oh, okay. I, I remember. Yeah, because we've actually kinda... seen the bad guys have the crystal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I wasn't clear on that part because I was like, wait, I get why he'd want Goldar to grab it for him then, but like, what's he gonna do with it? <laughs> you think Goldar's a good person? No, no, it's, but, like, if somebody's going to get, like, oh, played by saying. the thing, yeah, make yeah. it the lackey and not, you know, uh, I, don't, yeah, I can't afford okay. to lose another layer here. Yeah. We need the nicest, most pure soul <laughs> we have to go get this crystal. Goldar, you fucking well, armored black No, let's, be, let's be clear, Squatter Babu are the most pure because they're too stupid to be evil. Hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. Simon was about to argue that the reason Goldar would be safe is because he was wearing armor. Are you implying that Zed <laughs> I was mean, naked? I, I was just trying to paint an, an image here of this fucking nightmare guy. Let, let me grab thing. this pa- ancient crystal, but first I need to be nude. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he was just wearing. According claws, to some, that would like- be better. And that ripped off, but like armor won't. I don't know. Hey, listen, listen. We have no evidence to support, or we have no evidence to 
like deny the theory that Zed was just always naked. Yeah, sure. He's wearing a cod piece. He's not naked. He's sure, hiding now, his funny bits. Yeah. Maybe he was wearing the exact same thing he's wearing now. Yes. So like he, <laughs> he was, was mostly naked. Like, the like tubes have nothing to do with his human man. That's just, that was just his look. <laughs> he was walking around <laughs> the street wearing nothing but that. And then the Zeo crystal ripped all his skin off. Oh me. man, please, please, somebody cosplay as just <laughs> human Zed, with Zed flesh. but yeah. that. <laughs> just wearing all of the armor bits on an otherwise fleshy body. Like the, like, that'd be it's hilarious. It's the, the Borat swimsuit, swimsuit, but chrome, basically. Oh shit. But, um, so, yep. yeah, Zed's like, I'm going to steal the Zeo crystal and use it for myself, which I, we've tried doing already and it didn't, you know, it didn't work, but it'll work this time. And Rita's like, well, yeah, but what about the alien rangers? And says, like, oh, don't worry about that. I've devised a plan. It's the exact plan we tried last time. <laughs> but this time, Zordon won't stop me, he says, literally, because he's come up with the idea. Right, yeah, of... because he's got the... He's got the genius fake-out yep. plan. Yep, which actually totally works, so good for, good for right, him yeah, on that Yeah, point. like, we're, we're making fun of it because it's stupid, but unfortunately yeah. Zordon and Alpha are stupider and fall for it. I believe that's how, like, software piracy is enabled. Like, you just, like, you start a fake torrent, and then, like, the FBI Wait. tracks that one, and, like, right after that, you just, like, start the real one and just download an episode of Game of Thrones on the side, and they don't see anything. Right, because the FBI only has the one listening device. Same, and once same basic idea. Once they've tuned that in, like, you're, you're scot-free. Yeah, well, they can only afford to have so many dudes in vans in the street. Yeah, eventually you run out of plausible-sounding fake names. Yeah. So we Where cut the back. Fuck are we? <laughs> uh, so we're just, we cut back down to the fucking rubes in the command center. Uh, it's just, just goddamn idiots. Uh, they're still watching the spinning crystal. Um, yep. <clears throat> yeah, everyone's worried about Aisha, and at this point, I'm starting to wonder. Okay, so if they're all like in different points of time, why are they coming back sequentially? Like, why don't they all just pop back the moment they left? Well, so here's here's a weird thing. We saw Aisha, like, pop out of the hole. And if if this show is showing things in the order that they happened, which is kind of what's implied by, like, the order when the kids come back, Aisha went into her time hole and then just kind of floated through nether space for, like, four days... Yeah, yeah. I really like the idea that um, the way time hole time travel works is the same amount of like it tracks time with your starting point. So like, however much time you spend in the past is how much time passes in the present before you pop back in, which kind of goes back to the whole like different dimensions theory in a way, because that that's the the idea there is that the time is actually happening. Sequ- like in sync, like it's only one timeline that's traversing. You're just in a different spot for some of it. Does that make any sense? Yeah, a little bit. It's kind of like Homestuck, where like things can happen at different points in time, but yet be like narratively simultaneous. Right. Yeah. It's like Homestuck. Yeah, you know, we should. Yeah, just, everything's like just, Homestuck. Yeah, we should just thing. solve all our problems by saying it's like Homestuck and leaving it at that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that explains it. 
All right, so we cut back to uh, Africa. I almost said Australia, and that would be very wrong. Uh, where Aisha is being, uh, well, she's not actually being run down by this lion, but they're sure trying to make us think that. It's very unconvincing. Uh, but anyway, she she's stumbles very back. afraid of stock footage. Is the thing? Yes, crippling fear of stock footage. She's stumbling backwards from this. Uh, advancing lion and all of a sudden a hand comes out from off frame and like grabs her she like stumbles and falls backwards she screams and then, she's scared understandably so yeah and uh this other girl walks out and just is like shh and then the lion just turns around and walks off well to be fair like the lion was pretty far away from her. Like when when I said like, "Oh, she's acting like it's coming right for her," Cassie's like, "To be fair, if I saw a lion like thirty feet away from me, I would still be scared." <laughs> so maybe the sure, lion just... wasn't really going for her. It was just nearby, so she was freaked out. I don't know. Right? Yeah, that seems to be the implication here because it was kind of walking in her direction, and then it just kind of turned around and wandered off. And um, we'll see why in a second. Um, so uh, we cut back to the girls they're now behind a rock and they're peeking out and watching it as it walks away and she's like oh thank goodness um and the girl introduces herself as tanya which is a name you probably remember us mentioning several times um never heard she's of apparently them. been watching this specific lion for a few days according to the subtitle she's tonya and that's a way of spelling tanya is it yeah is that the uh, correct way of spelling the character's name? I don't oh, think so. I have no idea. I haven't looked it up. But, <laughs> yeah, I could uh, be wrong, though. Yeah, so Ta- Tanya's like a child, roughly kid Aisha's age, but apparently she's also a wildlife researcher because she's been, she's been tracking this lion. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, just trying to make sure it doesn't hurt anyone. And then we cut the lion taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the cuts to the lion, it's been slowly walking back off towards the towards the distance specifically towards a tree and in this cut we see it back up to the tree and lift its tail and then it cuts away um, literally the moment before it starts dropping a load oh my god i didn't even think about that that's, <laughs> that's, a that's good amazing catch. it um. i i don't know why but like as i was watching like i zeroed in on that fucking tail lifting like hold on hold on is it is it and oh man this is the funniest moment of the episode yeah, that's so, what's happening for sure. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it's or it's gonna spray it or something. But yeah, um. but I so there's something I do want to point out when Tanya gives us her backstory here. Uh, Tanya is not from Africa. She says her parents were right. explorers, yeah. and then she lost track of them or something. I I, I don't know. They died, they, they, maybe? They, they, I don't they, know. They, they were well, I mean, lost we'll on an expedition. There. She'll say it. Yeah, she like, says they were lost on an expedition. We just let, if we just let the episode play out, we'll have the answers to those questions. Mm-hmm. But I like how so, she's like, I don't mean to be rude, but who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, well, so, and I was trying to well, segue the, to... The thing was, I wanted to, it's, to get to is that, like, so, so Tanya is A, an orphan, B... Not from around here. And the thing of it is, is it kind of reinforces that none of the kids actually went that far into the past. Rocky met his grandpa. Uh, Adam, everybody he met spoke English. 
Uh, Tommy met an old man who is actually going to turn up again in the present day. Uh, Kat? Yeah, but as of right now, it's 100% unclear when Tommy went to. Like, they yeah, yeah. never make any point in his episode to establish that. Well, they don't make it clear with really anybody, except, like, if you look at the details. And then, like, Kat's quest involves, like, like she's driving a Jeep, just a modern-ass Jeep. And then... You oh, know, Kat, yeah, but we I, you can't ascribe a time or even a place to Kat's experience. It's yeah, it's and, unplaceable. <laughs> and the thing is, even setting aside uh, the thing with Tanya, we'll get something additional with Aisha later that reinforces that she didn't go very far into the past either, which makes me wonder about Zordon's actual powers to scatter these things through time and space. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do a very good job, did he? Yeah, it seems like no one really went further than back further back than like two, maybe three generations in their own family history. Like that's also this is again kind of reiterating stuff from a previous episode, but since you guys weren't there, um I raised the point that what does it matter if he sent them in the past into the past anyway? Because like you know, pat the past isn't like an actual place as much as the um show keeps trying to make it seem like it is. If they existed in the past, like, Rocky didn't fucking pull that crystal out of the volcano. Why couldn't they just go to the volcano today and pull it out there? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like it Bill and Ted with, with, like, uh, with, like, Ted's dad's keys or whatever it was. Well, no, yeah. See, yeah, exactly. You see, it wouldn't have been there because Rocky took it away as a kid. But if he didn't go back in time, he but wouldn't... he has to. It's a fixed oh, point in time. <laughs> oh, good lord. It's just so fucking... Stupid. Have you Just, not seen well, Doctor like, Who? God. <laughs> well, like, but like ignoring ignoring the ZeoQuest aspect of it. Like before that ever happened. Like when it was when the plan was just I'm going to make it a crystal harder to get to. Sending it back in time doesn't help anything, Zordon. Like, why did Zordon think sending it back in time was going to help? <laughs> I I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, and I'm mad at our past selves for not picking that apart earlier. Maybe Zeo crystals like are attached to a time period. So, like, after, like, say, say, let's just say, oh, this this Zeo crystal is here in 1981. It's good, and then as soon as it's 1982, it disappears. Okay, but like it's <laughs> existed in time until now. Like it was in a, it was in the spot under the fucking moon. Zed, when Zed tried to take it, and that's it kind of just stayed different. there. Maybe it has to do with Zordon's spell. I don't, I don't know. I was trying to make sense of it. <laughs> oh, it's just fucking fat shit. But, so anyway, like, we cut from this lion about to take a dump to Tanya saying that the animals are all getting sick now. And that's why it's so funny to me. God. Yeah. <laughs> this and, fucking and... lion has diarrhea. <laughs> That's canonical in this it's, episode. It's just yeah, launching shit. Like they're watching it launch shit everywhere, but we're not seeing that. It's spraying like a garden hose. Like Mike, you said it's like pooping or spraying or something, and the answer is both. So, so Aisha picks up immediately on like, oh, this like a plague, and it's like, yeah, and even like the animal researchers around like don't know what the problem is. And she just goes, well, I worked part-time at a vet's once. Maybe <laughs> yeah, I could figure right. it out. Like, I fucking held down the cats when they were getting fucking shots. Yeah, she volunteered at an animal shelter. Like, that's all she did. She's acting like, oh, I can help with these African animals that I've never seen before. <laughs> I mean, yeah, lions are just big cats. I can hold them down when you give them shots. I'm yeah. sure it'll be fine. You've got to grab them on the nape. You're fine. 
<laughs> yeah, so Aisha, or, so Tanya just says, yeah, uh, so it's a long way back to camp, so uh, we better get going. And this is where she gives the, expo- the exposition that she w- she's not from around here, like Mike said. Her parents got lost on an expedition. Like, not necessarily died, they just disappeared. And so after, after a bit, uh, I guess of Tanya just kind of wandering around looking for him, the, the local village took her in. And, yeah. uh, well, I, what I imagined was that like her parents were like going on an expedition in Africa. They went to this village. They're like, okay, Tanya stay here. We'll be back. And then they never came back. Yeah. That is kind of the implication. Um, she doesn't give an, I don't think she wandered of... around and found the village. I think she was already at the village and then, uh, I like my version better, but either way, like they don't actually give a real sense of time, like how how long ago that was, how long have her parents been missing, how long has she been here? Um, it's clearly it's, been it's, a little while. Imagine it's like been two days, and then when the thing that happens with Tanya happens, her parents come back and be like, okay, so where's Tanya? We're picking her up. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, I know she's just like, well, uh, I'm here now. Uh, it's me, Tanya. Don't you remember? <laughs> But Lexi, like they just, the timeline sorts itself out, though. <laughs> no, no, no. They just parent trap it. The, the timeline doesn't need to do shit. Uh, so, I, I really like this idea that she's passing herself off as like, this her animal researcher integrated blind. with the village. And yeah, it's only been like two days. Both her parents are face blind to come back and be like, oh yeah, okay, you're Tanya. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll disagree with you. We don't know yeah, what no, that like. makes sense. <laughs> Like, Tanya gives her a list of the three things that only Tanya would know, and that's all she needs. Yeah. But, uh, she's like, yeah, so I, it was, you know, nobody else is really looking for us because it was, you know, just, just me and my parents don't really have any other family. Um, so no one will miss us if we all die out here. But, uh, you know, now or if got we get this... kidnapped through time or something. Right, yeah. You know, just as a hypothetical. But, uh, now I've got this, you know, huge family because the whole village is my family. But, uh, you know, these, these sick and, like, crazed animals, they could wipe us all out. Yeah. That's a lot, that's a lot to drop on a lady you just met, Tanya. Well, she's giving yeah. exposition. That's what, her, that's what she's doing, you know? That's just, was... that's a heavy concept of, hey, so my parents are missing, probably dead, uh, so I'm, I've been adopted by this village, but, uh, hey, all the animals around here are sick and are probably gonna kill the village. Yeah, well. Yeah. Hi, we just met, by the way. Well, yeah. I mean, she's there. She's got to know what she's in for. <laughs> has uh, has Aisha told her that she's on a quest yet? Yes, several times, okay. I think. Yeah, Tanya doesn't seem super interested in that, but the she's animals, like, cool though. quest. Rolls her eyes. Uh, yeah, quest. <laughs> uh, anyway, these sick animals. It's kind of the important thing here. We cut to the moon where Zed is, like, putting everything he has into this fucking, like, staff laser. I fucking love when Zed casts stuff because he like dances around and like grunts and it's like it's fucking yeah he's good he's a happy he, spell he gets boy so into it he likes casting them spells and uh, Rita says uh, let's send the pi- this piggy to the market which uh, Rita I don't think you understand what that what that turn of phrase means like that you're you're not well I mean. Maybe she does, and she realizes that the Hydro Hog is going to get slaughtered in the end, but, like... No, it's it's that she thinks he looks like a giant toe. Uh, 
God. Yeah. So did, by did the you way, forget about like the nursery rhyme there? No, I <laughs> no, okay. I know what. No, I know the nursery rhyme. But like, what the nursery rhyme saying is the the that first little piggy is going to be slaughtered. Okay. Yeah, well, there you go. Like when you send a pig to the market, that means it's being killed and sold as meat. That's oh. true. Like I, the pig I, I, wasn't going fucking shopping. I, that's what I thought it was as a kid. <laughs> Thanks for ruining my fucking childhood. <laughs> oh, no problem. That's what we do on Teenagers with Attitude. Or God. Aliens with Battleborgs. I've forgotten the own fiction of my fucking podcast. But anyway, Rita's Rita's all excited about this and said just like, hey, would you just fucking chill out? That was just the decoy beam. We went over this. This isn't real. And uh I love I love what he I love what he says here and he's and Rita's like well so what you know what are you you know what are you waiting for come on let's get this moving and he's like no 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 hold on we got to get the we got the timing right here this was just what we needed to get old Alpha's circuits all lit up I just I love how like I'm pretty sure Zed would have shot it immediately but because she said like to do it he's like okay I gotta wait a bit now (laughs) no no we're gonna see we're gonna see what timing means here in a second he's just being fucking petty. Yeah, but I, I love this because just like ah, that'll fool that fucking chump alpha, and then we cut down to that fucking chump alpha getting just completely fooled. Yeah, he's like ah, Zordon, just like we thought. Zed's trying to contact the Hydrohawk again, and Zordon's like, all right, do this, do the thing we did last time, block the transmission, and then um, like immediately stop monitoring everything. Like we, we definitely need to block the one transmission, and that's it. Yeah, that's, that's how that yeah works. I mean, like before, yeah. it, w- it was like a it was like a force field, but now it's like you know, it's like they just intercepted the signal and batted it away. But apparently, to do that, it requires taking their entire like monitoring array down because they don't seem to notice what he does exactly next. He says the timing has to be perfect, and then immediately zaps the signal. Yeah, so that's yeah. a weird thing with the command center. It seems like anytime they have to do anything, everything else shuts down. Like, they have a very, very limited power supply. Well, Zordon's a bit of a uh, power hog himself. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so they, they're they actually doing, like, a collect call here, where, like, the, the, the hologram or whatever of the fucking hydro hog pops off, and he's like, yeah, Zed, what do you want this time? Which I like that it establishes that they these two have a past, yeah, it's good. And uh, he Zed's goes to just all like, those evil conventions together, right? So Zed's like, uh, "Hey, uh, Hydrohog, how would you like to uh, drain the Earth of its water supply? Like that—that that seems like something that would be up your alley. And uh, you could also kill the Alien Rangers, like if that's not enough for you." Yeah, and, he's uh, like, yeah, I'm not busy with anything. Sure. Well, he's like, so you can't get rid of him on your own, huh? And then, and like, then Rita, Rita kind of turns up. on the charm. Like, she's yeah. very half-assing uh, this, like, flirt. Yeah. But she's just like, oh, well, we don't have the powers of evaporation at our fingertips like you do or wart breath. Which, wart breath doesn't make a lick of sense. No. But I mean, considering, considering some of the quote-unquote nice things Zed and Rita say to each other, it kind of makes sense that this is no, a thing I an mean, evil yeah, dude would want to hear. Yeah, but... Well, no, it's definitely in line with the pet name she uses for Zed. I'm just saying, like, the concept wart, of wart breath. breath. Like, like warts, warts do, aren't known for way? smelling bad. Like, yeah. And you don't really don't get them inside your mouth. 
Yeah. Like, that's a different thing when it's in, like, warts are typically an external thing. If you've I got... mean, humans don't get them inside the mouths, but maybe hydrohogs do. Oh, uh, good point. I was uh, ascribing human biology to a very clearly not human creature. Yeah. Also, um, I like how he has a New York accent, and and Zed's like, head over right away. He's like, what do you think? I got a lot of bags to pack? <laughs> yeah, it's New good. York accents continue to be hilarious. Uh, They're the best. <laughs> I'm on my way. Also, he calls them the Fish Rangers, which yes. is funny. Um, also, I'm, I'm going to choose to take that literally and get take that as the definitive answer that, yes, the Aquatar Rangers are fish. Yeah, I think that's pretty we were much wondering. Just, just text now. I think it yeah. was text before that even. I don't think it was ever. I don't think it was ever said. But anyway, yeah. So well, I mean, they're not mammals and they're not reptiles. So I mean, yeah, they're they're aliens. They might not fit into our whole like that's true structure. That's true. But anyway, like they're they're all uh, they're all like happy about the uh, image of the Rangers all like shriveled up and dead. Um. And, yeah. uh, yeah, Rita says she could cry if she weren't so happy. And, uh, Which... then we cut down... Sorry? No, go ahead. Oh. Um, apparently Rita doesn't know about happy crying, which is definitely a thing. Yeah. I don't think she's ever felt that joy. No, she... Anytime she feels happy, it's almost immediately, uh, undercut by something. So, anyway, we... Speaking of, like undercutting Rita's happiness, we cut down to below the command center where Rito and Goldar are. And, uh, they're just, like, idle chit-chatting because they've been lost down here for days, and they're slowly going mad. Um. Yeah. Goldar points them down a tunnel, and, uh, I think that's it. Like, he's just like, let's go this way, and then we cut. Like, it's just a straight-up just Yeah, a, that's, that's pretty hey, much here's it. here's a reminder, this subplot is still happening. Yeah. Goldar tells Rito that there's a cask of Amontillado down here. That's about it. <laughs> God, that would have been such a better direction to take all of this. Like, Goldar is intentionally trying to get Rito lost so we can be rid of him once and for all. Yeah. Anyway, so the, the alien rangers just kind of pop in out of nowhere, which is weird. Normally, they are oblivious to everything until Zordon says, hey... We're in trouble. We need you. Well, see, it's this time. It's because it's the Hydro Hog. They're they're enemy, so they recognize him coming. And right, yeah, their hy- their Hydro Hog sense went off. They're, I guess their their fish sense. Yes. Uh, which I guess fish do have actually some senses that we don't. So maybe that's yeah. a thing. Maybe fish can sense Hydro Hogs, and we just we've never studied that. They they actually echolocated the Hydro Hog. They were like, they were just like, ah. Yeah, it was like a fucking. Dude, I was like an endless, ceaseless screaming in their brains. You know, they 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 are uh, they are telepathic. So I think that's what telepathy is kind of like. Actually, is just you constantly hear screaming. Yeah, no, that checks out. I mean, it's probably more like, like you know, when you're in a really busy area and everyone's talking at the same time. It's probably like that. We can't get anything out of the noise, and it's just so. It's like a podcast. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, Zordon's like, oh, yeah, your um, instincts are correct, Delphine. You just so happen to be right this time with your fucking quote-unquote telepathy. I like when, when Zordon talks to her, how she like looks up and like she's surprised. Like, she forgot. Like, oh, fuck, yeah, I forgot, <laughs> I forgot about you creepy-ass head in a like, jar. she forgot he could talk or something. She's like, <gasps> <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, that's right. You're not just a screensaver. 
<laughs> so anyway, um, Adam. I feel is like the jury at- is still out on whether or not Zordon is just a screensaver. <laughs> so we we cut to the viewing globe where it's you know it shows something splash it down into the lake and Adam's like what's going on and Rocky's like you fucking idiot we're watching the goddamn feed just watch and we'll find out what's going on how the hell would any of us be able to answer that you fucking idiot <laughs> I mean he just says I think we're about to find out but I'm reading between the lines here yeah um so yeah the one of the alien managers just said hey it's it's really bad. And then we cut to a bunch of kids playing with pool toys in a lake. Yep, and here's where we get some bulk and skull kind of in this episode. Yeah, kind of. They just run into the lake with a boogie board. And then we also the- get everyone is wearing despite the fact that everyone's just kind of swimming, everyone is wearing solid black like wetsuits because they're going to have to match uh sentai footage in a bit here. Yeah, it's is this isn't the is? first time that we've seen people unnecessarily wearing, like, full diving gear for just a lake. So I'm going to guess that's just how Angel Grove is. What? Sentai footage is it obnoxious. matching? I don't think there's any Sentai footage in this. There's going to be a fight scene later, and there's going to be people in the lake in the background. Like, in the next episode, you mean? No, in this, no, in this episode. In, like, a few minutes. I don't think yeah. that's Sentai footage, though. Some of it is. Is it? Pretty sure. I guess I'll have to rewatch it because I don't I don't remember any Sentai footage in this episode at all. Boy, that was an exciting you know twenty seconds of audio. So the the uh, Hydro yeah. Hog pops like just so we saw him hit water, but apparently he like trudged back out to land just so we could make a more or I guess a less intimidating entrance because he kind of just wanders onto the beach. Like, yeah. he would have popped out, out of the water, like, while everyone's swimming. That would have been awesome. But no, he didn't wet, do that. They would have had to make the suit wet then, though. Yeah, good point. So, the Hydro Hog, despite, like... Well, maybe that's why he hates water so much, because he hates getting wet. And, like, he's trying to, like, siphon all the I mean, water. He loves so water, water he, to get him he, wet. Drink, he drinks it. He loves right, it. Right, he wants it inside he, of him, but not outside of him. He wants he, it It's not that he likes it, he just doesn't want anyone else to have it. Right, yeah, he's a hog. Yeah. So yeah, so he's just kind of menacing everyone on the on the beach and in the lake. Um, we cut back to the uh, you know the alien rangers all being as freaked out as their alien directed mannerism or their directed alien mannerisms allow them to be. It's it's actually kind of uh, at least for um, I think his name's Sestro, the blue one. Like he at least like goes. Like his eyes bug out and everything. He's he's basically just oh shit, oh fuck. So, so Zordon asks the stupidest fucking questions. Like, so do you think your uh, battle borgs can defeat him? And they're like, uh, well, I don't know, but we'll just call on the Shogun Zord if if they can't. Like we've done like every other episode. Well, well the thing yeah, is, like, like Zordon says, like even on Earth, could you defeat them with the battle borgs? And they're just like, we couldn't even defeat him with the battle borgs on our home turf, my dude. Have you been but... paying attention? The Balborgs have been next useless for a while now, buddy. I've been I, using I your fucking Zords. The reason they say that is because there's no Battleborg footage in the episode that this is taken from. And they just try to explain why we don't use them. See, they every over time the show tries the to explain something, they're better off just not bothering. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, at least this this is... So here's a weird thing. This is something they made, they've made a point of before, talking about how the Hydro Hog is like... The Alien Rangers' greatest nemesis. He's their Lord Zed. Which, you know, theoretically, 
not in practice, but theoretically add some gravity to this two-parter. Yeah. Right. But, like... We have uh, not been given enough characterization of the alien rangers to be invested in their, like, ongoing storyline beyond the confines of these episodes. The Hydro Hog has not been adequately set up as an intimidating foe. They they didn't do any of the groundwork to make this work, but I can no. see how, in yeah. theory, this could be, like, a big, exciting finale. Although, um, honestly... I guess just because the thing I'm doing all day today is like looking further ahead and and like sure. finding weird shit that way, but I kind of like to imagine like what what a theoretical like spinoff on the Alien Rangers home world would be like like after this they just go home and it's like oh their nemesis is dead. Welp. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys want to I mean- do? My my weekend is free. I would assume, and this would actually be kind of a decent setup for like a spinoff show of. Well, the big bad who, like, ruled the, you know, all the evil stuff happening on our homeworld is dead. So now there's this huge power vacuum where all the other bad guys are, like, jockeying for So it's control. like the Spider-Man game that just came out. Yeah, so, like, to, to make a, to make a, <laughs> to, to, I guess as a, to... Oh, what's the fucking word? As an example... Bring like, it all back around? Yeah, like, as an example, say the, like big bad crime boss of your city the kingpin if you will gets like taken down and finally gets arrested and thrown in prison uh, and there's a bunch of other um you know like wannabe crime lords out there who are you know now now see an opportunity to establish themselves as the new big bad <laughs> and so crime actually skyrockets now that the now that the natural order let's say of the criminal underworld has been upset hmm. so and then Water Spider-Man shows up and, like, solves all the problems. Mike, I've been thinking about it, and there's no beach scenes in the Sentai episode. So, like, huh. there's no Sentai footage in this episode, for sure. In fairness, when I rewatched this episode in preparation for today, it was on my phone. That's So fair. they're kind of indistinguishable. <laughs> I just assumed there was some Sentai happening. Not the ideal place to watch this, especially considering the, like, resolution the fucking image is working with. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, I've, I've watched the episode... In full quality uh, mm-hmm. before, but it's just I had to refresh my memory, and I was at work, so it's just on mute on my Quotes phone. Quotes full quality. I was I was thinking that um, like I think the reason that they are in wetsuits is because like they want to avoid any kind of titillation possible because there is some adults there, so like you can't have them in like actual bathing suits or it'd be too much skin. I don't know it. <laughs> it's. Whatever. It's whatever. Like I said, it's something they've done before. We can just assume it's a weird thing about Angel Grove and Um They try to it's they try to of the time. Yeah. set up yeah, they try to set up uh how big of a deal this is by saying that they've seen planets reduced to wastelands because of this fucking hydro hog. Yeah. Um They call him a predator, which I guess means that he hunts water. He's a water predator. Water is his natural prey. <laughs> just fucking chasing after a, a waterfall <laughs> <laughs> don't oh, come on hydro hog stick to the waterfalls. <laughs> yeah thank you for just like we, can, yeah, we can't let a like, joke be ex- subtle on this podcast right, that's yeah, not yeah, how just, we I, do I, I, just take any, joke. I take any um opportunity to sing that i can <laughs> well i mean yeah you I mean, yeah, I guess you you are um, a big fan of TLC, so. I do like Tender Love and Care a lot. Right, yeah. 
So we cut back to the beach where the Hydro Hog really isn't doing a whole lot at this point. Like, I think he's just reveling in having people to menace. Because he's just kind of dancing around on the shore, watching everyone scream and laughing. Which, you know, I mean, I just, I just realized something. What's up? If the Alien Rangers can never actually defeat this guy, and his gimmick is that he steals all the water, how is Aquatar still okay? Yeah. Well, yeah, so, yeah, that's that's something I've been asking for a while now. Like, if the Alien Rangers are always here on fucking Earth, why has this guy not just fucking trashed Aquatar by now? There was nothing stopping him. Maybe there's, like, so much water, it's taking him a while. I don't think so, because as we're going to see in a little bit, he's pretty damn efficient when he wants to be. Well, it's a lake. It's not a whole planet. Sure, but, like, we can extrapolate here. So, anyway, like, he's stalling for time, which is great, because that gives Alien Rangers time to show up. And once again, instead of just teleporting where they need to be, they teleport a little ways away and have to run to the problem. Like, this is a thing they keep keep doing, and I don't get it. I guess it gives them a chance to look flashy, but um, they go they go in and are trying to trying to fight him. Like they're all just kind of ganging up on him, and he's just kind of standing there taking it. Yeah. He's very strong, is the thing. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't know if any of you guys had anything to say about the uh, about the fight, but um, I mean, there's, so, one, sorry, there's got, one part I got distracted where, by there's pictures part, of rabbits. <laughs> there's, one, there's, one, uh, there's one part where he takes their swords and slashes them with it, and right, that's pretty so, cool. Right, so I was going to get to that. Like, So they're apparently their big strategy. I can see why they've never managed to defeat him, because apparently they're idiots when it comes to fighting him. Yeah. Like, their only real idea is to all just kind of rush him and like try to fucking linebacker tackle him. <laughs> and that doesn't work because they're all pushing from different directions. And he takes advantage of the fact that their backs are exposed to just yank a couple of their swords. And they start slashing them at it. And the uh, remaining rangers like pull out their swords. And uh, the red ranger swords, sword fights him a bit. And uh, at, it's at this point where I notice just how floppy their swords are. And that's kind of yeah. funny. It's good. Um. But yeah, so the the Red Ranger is actually holding him off a bit while the White Ranger and the, the Black Ranger are readying an attack, which again is just running at him and like flipping and shit. Well, I, th- I yeah. think they're kind of doing like one of those like run past them slashes, but we don't actually get to see the slash part, which is the best part. Right, and so I I don't think that I think they forgot to do the slash, and uh, the Hydro Hog picks up on what they were trying to do, and just sort of prat falls and starts rolling around and says, "I've fallen and I can't get up," which I thought was a joke, but the Rangers didn't. Yeah, because these (laughs) fucking idiots, these goddamn absolute feckless morons, (laughs) look at this guy. It's, it's great how much they sell it because they're like, finally, at long last, the galaxy is safe. He we is have finally defeated. He's the, playing the most cartoonish possum I have ever seen. Also, he and, didn't explode, and they always explode. Don't they get and it? And the <laughs> Rangers are all just like, yeah, we did it. Woo, go us. <laughs> and our long equation nightmare is over. You guys. We just never thought about running after towards him with swords before. Who knew that would work? So they all surround him and gloat 
And then he pops up and, uh, like, tackles him. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he, he, throws he, the red, he first he throws trips the Black the... Ranger up. Yeah. Yeah, so he, yeah, so he, like, launches the Black Ranger away and then puts the White Ranger in some sort of hold, ostensibly, because she can't move. And uh, then he starts literally draining the water out of her body, which, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's good. That would kill a person. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, it's kind of a shame we never see him try to do that to a human. Yeah. Human beings, land-based creatures that don't, that only need water to live in the sense that we have to drink it once in a while, are like fucking 70% water. Like, the vast majority of the, like, substance that makes us up is water. If you drained the water out of our bodies, we would be shriveled husks. Mm -hmm. These are aquatic beings that are all amphibious, technically, since they are existing outside of water. But they literally need to, like, absorb water to live. How the hell are they still alive after he fucking does this? Because it's a kid's show. (laughs) I guess. But yeah, I mean, long long story short, they'll they'll draw this out a bit. But long story short, like he gets all of them and he fucking sucks them. He sucks them dry. He does literally pack it. Literally sucks them dry. But before we get to see all that, he's he's trying. Thinking about Capri Sun packets, he's Mm. trying to drink an Alien Ranger and he he fucks up the part where he's supposed to put the straw in the hole so badly that he's got to like stick it in the side. Yeah, I like so, the part but, but, where the Yellow Ranger is like, it's up to me now, and then instantly gets wrecked. <laughs> yeah, no, they, this is, like, we've talked before about how the one, like, good part of the show has been the Alien Rangers themselves, like, when they're morphed and fighting and stuff. Because they've got fun banter, and they've got some good, like, they've got good moves, and, like, they're, they're cool, and they're fun to watch, but... In this episode, they're fucking idiots. Yeah, it's kind of a microcosm of everything with Power Rangers. Is that like everyone is super hyper competent when the show wants them to be? Yep. And then the second the show doesn't want them to be anymore, they're suddenly bumbling idiots. There's not right, much yeah, consistency to it. Like yeah, like Goldar is the be- kind of the perfect example because when he was first introduced, he was kind of a badass, and uh, as time went on, like he kept getting foiled more and more, and to the point where like a single unmorphed ranger could fucking clown him. And yet, occasionally, when the plot required it, he could still kick everyone's ass. But, um, anyway, before we get to see the full decimation of the uh, rangers, we cut to the command center where, you know, all the all the former rangers are watching horrified. And then we literally just pan down to below the command center to a sign. Yeah. Command center just, this way. It's really with good. An arrow. It, so, you know how a few episodes <laughs> back, Goldar just had popcorn for some reason? Mm-hmm. Did, did this used to be, like, an attraction? Like, was the command center, like, an actual, like, fucking place that people could come visit? Have and, like, made these this catacombs before? they've been wandering have been, like, uh, like, explore this haunted house sort of thing? Did we talk about how Alpha's a popcorn machine or something? Alpha Four was didn't that happen? That that uh, that was a speculation. Maybe um, I my theory was that this is where like this timeline's Ernie hangs out. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he hasn't earned the Jimmy Juice Bar yet. He has to work the fucking under the command center, uh, <laughs> fucking gig. 
Yeah, talk about like fucking starting from the earned, bottom. He hasn't and working earned your way up. his Hawaiian shirt yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what happens in this room? Okay, so um, Goldar and Rito are still wandering, and Rito's complaining about the direction they're going. He keeps saying, "Yeah, we're going the wrong way," which is hilarious irony now because we know for a fact they're going the right way. Mm-hmm. Good work, show. Um. Then Goldar notices the sign. He's like, hey, shut up, idiot. Look, there's a sign. He points to it, and they both kind of crowd around it like they're struggling to read it, which is kind of funny. <laughs> like, oh, command center this way. And Rito is immediately like, oh, yeah, what do you know? I told you we were going the right way. Yeah. Anyway, like, they're all, they're all excited because they finally found where they need to go. And I'm actually excited, too, because the set finally gets funny and interesting from this point forward. Uh, but before we see that, we get to see more... Uh, Tornado Horrific thing. losses. Uh, yeah. The Hydra Hog is now just standing on one of the rangers and has his like arm on another one, holding him down, sucking them both. And yes, I realize how God. awful the language I'm using. It's intentional. Don't worry. Well, right now there's a tornado and, and water is getting sucked out of the lake or something. Uh, no, like... that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, is, isn't that after the, the Goldar and Rito scene? Not this one. So this is where this is where he he's taking all the rangers down one oh, by one. Yeah, no, I'm um, ahead. Sorry. he is currently he's currently draining the yellow ranger who is just like I can't I I, I can't let this happen. <laughs> then we see the white ranger trying to crawl towards the shore or to- down the shore towards the lake, and they're doing this weird effect where like. She has a and phantom a, hand, yeah. Yeah, so like, I, is it like the remains of the water in her body? I think well, that's her trying of... to use her psychic powers, but she's too weak. Yeah. Is the idea. Yeah. So she gets right to the edge of the water, and the hydro hog just kind of walks out and literally stomps this phantom hand of hers. And it's like, oh, no, you don't. You guys are going to die, and it's going to be slow and painful. We're going mm. to hell tonight. <laughs> and uh, this is where he fi- he starts the fucking uh, typhoon. Thing, yeah. I believe it would be a typhoon if he's sucking up water. Oh, okay, sure. And uh, is uh, like so. Apparently, it's also like generating a shit ton of wind because the rangers are all just getting blown backwards along with all the pool toys and shit. Yeah, I like I like when the when they get like the black rangers are like, on the ground and and like someone's like pulling on a string to pull them backwards, I guess. It's really yep. funny. Yeah, no, there's a there's a pretty good scene too of the white ranger who's managed to find the strength to stand up and is like desperately trying to like walk forward and just getting drugged backwards through the sand. Um it's actually some kind of oh, fun. I can, I can I can see the rope actually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the hiding the effects aside, it's actually a pretty good effect yeah. for the show. Like, um, and they must and be like, blasting at, a like wind. At one point, at one point, the fucking something. yellow ranger gets knocked in the face with uh, pool toys and like flies <laughs> off frame. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so this is all just apparently for show. Uh, well, I guess we'll I guess we'll get there. But like the the hydro hogs dancing around now as the his cyclones going, and like everyone in the water is like struggling to stay stay afloat, I guess. But uh, we've we've got too many plot lines going on because then we got to cut back to Africa. Um, apparently, Aisha has been explaining her quest to Tanya. Mm-hmm. Um, and we cut to it, like, fortunately they did the thing where the explanation was happening off camera, so we don't have to reiterate stuff we already know. 
And uh, Tanya's just asking clarifying questions. Like, uh, so where'd you say this crystal was? And she's like, uh, I don't actually know. I just kind of got dropped here. And Tanya's like, well, uh, maybe the, uh, maybe this one woman from the, I think Ashala was the name. Uh, this one yeah. woman who lives in the tribe. She's super smart. Um, she's like the leader of the, the people I live with. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe she can help. And she's like, does she know it's making the animals sick? And Tony's like, no, if we knew that, I wouldn't be out here monitoring them, you fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> I just, just got done explaining that. to you. We don't know what's wrong with them. God. There is a lot of people asking stupid questions and kind of getting, not getting the, like, uh, and just getting kind of, like, humoring answers, I guess. I mean, yeah. in fairness, it's two children talking to each other. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, she's just like, yeah, none of the researchers know it's, like, it's, it's a huge problem. And she's like, well, hey, maybe I can help. I used to be a superhero. She doesn't save that part, but I assume that's the impetus here. <laughs> um, and uh, Tanya's like, well, we're looking for a miracle. And she's in luck because the, these crystals seem to be kind of literally miraculous. So I'm sure finding the crystal will fix everything. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but she reiterates the animals are dangerous and unpredictable because of the sickness which yeah that's that's kind of how animals work yeah they're down with the sickness and we we don't you know yeah so anyway then we cut to a disembodied alpha corpse yeah that's that's kind of messed up yeah Yeah. so alpha i assume alpha four it's just Um, just sitting there in the fans that are gathering dust yeah. So remember, yeah, this is a this is a weirdly like dirty and cobwebby and dusty storage room in a magical space base. Yeah. That, well, okay. We know for a fact that dust and cobwebs are an issue in the command center because, uh, remember, if you'll remember, in an earlier episode, the power was out in the command center, and they figured out it was because they had had, had to unplug everything so they could do spring cleaning. <laughs> so vacuuming right. and dusting is a thing that is established in canon to be necessary at the command it's true. It's true. And I doubt they do it down here. Alpha probably doesn't like coming down here for, no, I Alpha's, would assume, Alpha's, obvious reasons. No, Alpha's asked, like, Zodan, should I clean the old command center? And he's like, no, Alpha, don't go in there. Just, just, just don't. So and Alpha then, like, definitely knows about the Alpha 4 corpse down here because there was an episode where he was like, Worried about going to his doom, and was like, "Oh well, I know if anything happens to me, Zordon can always build an Alpha Six. Yep, that is true. So Alpha is very aware of his own mortality, <laughs> and he's apparently cool with it. But yeah, anyway, that that shot is not commented on. We just pan across a whole bunch of uh, boxes, all labeled Command Center. I assume this is stuff from when Alpha and Zordon moved in and just never got around to unpacking." Yeah, so here's the thing. If they're all labeled command center, that means that there were other boxes going somewhere else. Oh, yeah, no, like, there was... Where were they going? Well, I mean, like, the popcorn machine going to the concession stand, and, um... I don't know. Goldor and Rito's been lost down here for a while. That would kind of imply there's a bunch of other places this leads to. Anyway, okay. this is this stuff's all <laughs> mostly here so that Rito can, like, stumble and fall into something. Yeah, he goes, ah, oh, help me! He's just very scared. <laughs> well, yeah, because, like, he's a big, bulky mascot costume and can't get up under his own power. It's true. Um, 
anyway, Goldar is complaining about how like cobwebby and shit it is down here, and Rita apparently takes this opportunity to just kind of give Goldar shit for being an introvert. It's like, you don't get out much, do you? Then he tries to claim he has a life, which we all know isn't true. Well, I mean, um, I, know, I, I love the line, actually. Goldar yeah, well, tells yeah, him no. he got a life. He's like, I've got one, and I love it. And then Goldar's response is good, too, because he's like, you call that living? You're pathetic. <laughs> and then Rito, and then Rito literally just fucking offhand tosses his sword away so he can play around with the implosion device. <laughs> Listen, though, I, I'm happy. I'm happy for Rito Revolto. You know what? He's living his truth. You know, like he's, he's living he's his happy. best death. Yeah. Anyway, um, they actually answer what else is down here because Rito says, let's blow this popsicle stand. And I choose to take that literally. <laughs> this guy's like manning it like, oh, apparently this implosion device Rito's been carrying is actually a bunch of individual like blasters. And then the middle thing is like the detonator core. Yeah. Like the remote detonator, I guess. Because mm-hmm. um, Golder's like, all right, make sure you put these detonator or these uh explosion bits or sorry sorry luke implosion bits in uh separate places and like spread them out so we definitely get the whole thing wait did they say this one's an implosion device yeah they he's do. specifically saying right now on my screen make sure you uh spread out the pieces of the implosion generator okay i can't wait yeah. to get to to a certain episode of a certain show where yep an explosion happens oh yeah no i am <laughs> Like we've talked about already, Luke needs to be on next episode because this is another one of his two parters he never saw the conclusion to. But I also specifically want him around to explain to me why the, what this explosion implosion looks like. Yep. So uh, yeah, so Goldar's <laughs> forcing forcing Rito to to do this uh, to to set all the stuff up, and once again does this whole his whole why me self pitying thing. It's getting old, Goldar. And uh, anyway, we get to actually watch Rito plant all these things, and he's really not spreading them out. He's just putting them on four different things in this room. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut back to the lake. Uh, the Alien Rangers are just talking about how they have to be heroes, but they can't. And uh, yeah, that's, that's that's pretty much pretty much it the hydro hog taunts them for a little bit and uh they're like just okay do whatever you want with us but you know leave the ch- let the children go and he's and like, i'm not like, gonna hurt the children i'm just gonna drain the water <laughs> right he's like all right you want me you want me to to help the ch- to let the children go all right i'll leave them alone and then he sucks up all the water in like two seconds and it's actually a really good effect yeah, yeah and then, I'm, and then they, sub- I'm 100% like serious impressed with the show for this one because they are in this they're in this water and then like if you are looking for it you can see where it cuts to another footage of what's clearly the same location but like dry yeah and did they did they fill in an artificial lake it's so it's either that or they took advantage of the rampant droughts that happen in California and just like filmed at two separate times and like no, they, or... matched the footage they drain a, uh, an actual lake just for this show. Yeah, I mean, those are the three options. They <laughs> filled an empty lake, they just used an existing one at its natural states, or they drained one. <laughs> I, I think I think it's just a composite shot. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, so, yeah it's definitely a composite shot, but, like, I'm, no, I'm no, impressed. I don't think they drained a lake. I think, 
I, I like looking at it. I think what's happening is all the bits of the like the after of the lake draining is just a a completely different place. It and they just like cut that in. So if if so, oh yeah, you mean like cut around the like shore and the background and whatnot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, okay, that would that would make sense. Yeah, but either way, still, like, they it did is an impressive shot because it took yeah, me a little a while to figure out what they were doing. Good job of uh, of matching everything up. Um. They they do a much worse job of showing people landing on the shore. Um, because they actually tried to. I don't know if they lowered lowered this person uh, I don't think down they, on a harness. Did they lower or anybody, or did they just like they're just standing on the shore? It feels like they no. Were no, I'm talking at... specifically about the scene that comes right after this, where we cut to somebody's feet in the air and then them landing on the ground. Oh, I didn't realize that happened. I didn't see it, I guess. And uh, the Bulk and Skull were apparently paddling on their boogie boards this entire time because they're now on the ground still paddling. Yeah. And they stop and look around confused. Um, then we cut to the yeah. the sun? There's yep. a, yeah, there's this we're just shot on the surface where of zooming, the sun now. Yeah. <laughs> there's just the shot of the sun in the sky and it zooms in like... Man, now that this water's gone, the sun's just bearing down. So hot. So dry. It's that shot you get when people are stranded in a desert, wandering, and, like, dehydrated to the point of hallucination. Which works really well with the shot of the rangers then collapsing, and, like, there's, like, heat waves imposed on the screen. And so they... They're pleading to Zordon for help, and Zordon is deaf to their pleas until his fucking children pester him into helping them out. Yes. Because they've been watching this whole thing, and at no point have they decided to intervene or help them out until Tommy's just finally like, Zordon, you've got to help them. And Zordon's like, like, fine. fine. Alpha, send him to the fucking Uh, pool. Alpha's like, well, yeah. shouldn't we shouldn't we make sure the pool is like good to go? No, just fucking send them. I don't give a shit. And then the pool's empty. So yeah, so he he teleports them, and I'm thinking while well, this is happening, oh please let the pool be drained. Please let the pool be drained. And sure <laughs> enough, that pool is fucking dry. The hydrohog moves fast. <laughs> What's great is they don't try to send them somewhere else. The, the alien rangers are going to end this episode in this empty pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, like I said, Zordon did not bother to check before or after if this pool was fine. It's like, eh, send the pool, they'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah, so the Hydrohog anticipated this move and went to the pool first and drained it. It's hilarious. Yeah. And he, he did a good job you can the see why pool. he's their greatest foe, because he's always one step ahead of them. <laughs> yeah, also, like, the implication is that he's super fast, but I like... Mean, they themselves said that he uh that he's going to drain all of earth's water in the blink of an eye which we've seen is a gross exaggeration but it's apparently yeah. like not that far off so it's it's basically to me it's that uh episode with uh, what was it the what was this big old snail dude that Tommy fought when he was losing his powers I don't remember, but I know what you're talking yeah. about. But it's it's that same problem of, like, we're being told that, like, this dude is really fast, but he's wearing an incredibly cumbersome costume that doesn't let him move very yep. much. Yep, And it's just, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work at all. 
but uh, this guy I can kind of buy more because it seems more like he maybe teleports. Yeah, wait, and also wait, he can clearly if, walk. What if his whole like absorbing water thing also works the other way and he can travel through water? So like he can use the fucking Earth's um, like water cycle to travel. Mm, so, like, he that would explain some shit we the, see later. Yeah, so he can fucking zip up to the clouds and just like you know travel through the fucking moisture in the air. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I get you. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool cool. That'd be a cool power for a water stealing bad guy to have. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's it's amazing that there isn't like some sort of, you know, water-based alien set of heroes that can do all that cuz that sounds like a cool move. Yeah. No. That's a real shame. So anyway, we cut back down to under the command center and uh Rito has chosen to make the last uh, implosion device Point <laughs> Alpha's skull. I didn't notice that it's so good. <laughs> he just sets it up. He's balancing it like, like so. The other ones he just kind of set down and like laid down or whatever. This one he balanced on top of the dome of Alpha Four. I'm guessing. And yeah. wait, what if, what if this isn't a different Alpha? What is this? What if this is just Alpha's old chassis? Oh wait, you think Alpha molts? Well, I was going to say he has parts replaced, but you know what? Let's go with molts. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like that concept. Good job, Mike, doing that yes and thinking Lexi told me about. <laughs> yeah, something that we never actually do on this podcast. Oh, no, this podcast is way more of a no but than a yes and. And also fuck you, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, and uh, Rito's just like, all right, they're all set up. Let's get, get this fucking show over with. And Gold is like, yeah, for once we're on the same page here. And uh, yeah, Rita's so, just like it was gonna have to happen eventually. Yep, and so it zooms <laughs> in on them both looking fondly at this device, which at this point is just a fucking round ball with a button on the top. And yeah. so we cut up to the moon where Rita and Zed are uh, talking about. Oh shit! We totally forgot part of this plan was to have like Goldar grab the fucking crystal. Um, uh, let's we gotta we gotta send a message down there. <laughs> And apparently Zed doesn't want to use the fucking visor that's on his head that can zoom into literally anywhere because Rita calls Finster in and it's like, hey, hey, uh, hey, Finster, hey, hey, dumbass, uh, go find out where Rito and Goldar are so that we can, uh, <laughs> so that I don't have to go looking for them. Like, I know me or Zed could just do that in like two seconds using the magic devices we always have, but we don't want to. Nope. He's got it. Got, got like, They want a personal approach to this. When Finster came back on this show, did he include like a um, screen time clause where he has to appear in X number of episodes? Why is the scene here? I don't know. Because they want to be consistent about Rita and Zed not bothering to do anything themselves and yelling at Finster a bunch. I guess. Like it doesn't. We don't actually see how Finster manages to pull this off because he just kind of wanders off. And then the very next scene is um, Rito activating the device, which fucking they just me- set the counter to the maximum numbers available nine nine nine. Wait. So <laughs> you know. You know what I think it is. Uh, Zed got Rita a flip phone for her birthday, but she doesn't know how to use it, so whenever she has to call somebody, she has Finster do it for her, and she thinks it's a super complicated process, but all he does is dial the number and hit the green button. Right, but Finster (laughs) likes being, for once, there's there's a task that they can do that can't get fucked up, so Finster likes actually being able to, like, 
get something done right for Rita and like have her be like, I mean, she doesn't, she's never happy for anyone, but not yelling at him, which is mm-hmm. like the closest you get to a, like a good day working for the moon crew. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Rito, Rito activates the device and ominously says, no turning back now. And we cut to commercial and we cut back. Rita's just Well, he also there. says, I think. Like, so right. that's the thing is Rito and Goldar don't actually know for a fact that there's no way to stop the timer. Oh, they don't know jack shit about the task they've been sent to do. I'm pretty sure they were just handed this device and said, hey, go blow up the command center. And we're like, okay. Never bothered to ask any questions and didn't even realize they needed to. <laughs> but yeah, after we don't even we don't see how Finster contacts them, and we don't see Rita actually coming down or whatever. We just cut back from a commercial break, and she's standing there saying, "Hey, uh, you guys haven't activated this thing yet, have you?" And Goldar is like working up the courage to tell her that uh, actually we totally did, and Rita's just like smacks him in the fucking boob and is like, "No, no, it's fine. We haven't. We're just about to, but we haven't done it yet." <laughs> yeah. Goldar and just kind of when... looks at him like, what the hell? And then Rito's yeah. like, okay. Well, Goldar's, Goldar's just upset that, like, Rito hit him in the Goldar boob or goob. And, <laughs> oh, uh, no, I don't like that. Oh, what, you, 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 don't, you, you got, got, a, you got, got s- a problem with goobs? You got such I mean, big that, goobs. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds like fucking Gwyneth Paltrow's next site now that fucking her vagina eggs are have been deemed non magical. Wait, what? Oh, okay. Let's let's take a break to talk about fucking Gwyneth Paltrow and goddamn goop. So y'all uh, know no, let's no y'all I'm know okay. about Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, lifestyle blog goop, right? No, no. Okay, this so is Gwyneth, news to Gwyneth Paltrow. Lexi, I don't know anything about celebrities. Okay, so Gwyneth Paltrow, who extra special sucks even for you know celebrities standards, um, yeah, has this whole like that. lifestyle website where like she recommends you know cleanses and shit for like. Being healthier, and one of the one of the things that sh- she's been hawking for a long time that she's real proud of is these fucking. She calls them eggs. They're just goddamn polished stones that you stick in your vagina, and it's supposed to, <laughs> and it's supposed to like suck out all of the uh, bad toxins and stuff that live within in the your vagina. vagina. <laughs> it's, if you've it. ever seen <laughs> infomercials for those. For those pads that you put on your feet that get all gross and are supposedly sucking out bad shit from your feet. It's that same concept, only you, you stick it's it inside your, uh, Wait, you're, you're your saying genitals. they look like eggs? Wait, so... They, so Gwyneth you're, Paltrow you're saying... sells J.O. crystals? Um, well... Kind of, no, yes. No, wait, Lexi, you say they look like eggs? Well, they, they call it... They, call, they specifically call it a vaginal egg, but what it okay, is, well, is it... See, the thing is, is that Gwyneth Paltrow is in the Avi position, but she's like, I can make money on being <laughs> in the Avi position. She's like, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna sell my Avi positor sex toys as, as like, some kind of hygiene thing. That's right. That's what I'll do. But really, she just wants, you know... She well, loves laying so, those eggs. <laughs> right, so here's the thing. She sells them for, like, tens of thousands of dollars, and... Yeah. They have been, they have been claiming that it has medical benefits. The um, FDA examined this claim, found it to be false, and like told them they can't say that anymore. They tried to sue for like the right to continue to advertise their shit, and it went to court. And recently, the court struck it down, saying, "No, you can't." Wow. 
I mean, listen, Miss Paltrow, uh, Gwyneth. Can I call you Gwyn? Um, if you're if you're really into into overposition, uh, there are cheaper ways to uh, experience uh, your dreams. I think I sell that on Bad I know Dragon. some people. Yeah, it's on, it's on Bad Dragon. She but also I mean, the thing is, well, she here's the thing. She also definitely sells like fucking vibrators and shit, like. Incredibly expensive dildos are a thing you can buy on Goop. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> what if What if she was using it and like got caught, and then she was like, "No, no, this is a this is a health thing." No, and I would 100 believe that Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> was playing with some sort of egg fetish, and um, somebody <laughs> walked in and said, "Why are there <laughs> eggs there?" And she made an entire <laughs> website to like cover. For yeah. something where she could have just said, I'm just doing a weird thing, my dude. <laughs> yeah. Don't kick shame me, okay? But yeah, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow kind of super sucks. Um, She's very much trying to sell the whole homeopathy scam. And um, I'm very glad that she's being legally prohibited from doing some of that now. Yeah. Yay. So right, anyway, so getting we... back to this fucking... Episode yeah, so get, get it back to Goldar's hot body. Yeah, um, he's yeah. very upset at Rito. Yeah, so yeah, Rito. Yeah, Rita's Rita is just like, okay, good. You haven't activated the device yet. Um, I'm gonna need you guys to go grab that crystal. Um, as soon as it's complete, and then pop back to the palace, and then blow it up, blow up the command center. You got it. And Goldar's like, all right, uh, when will it be ready? And she's like, uh, I'll let you know. That's literally her response because they don't know. Nobody does. And yeah. at this point, Goldar is visibly sweating. Uh, yeah, she says, and Rita's just like, don't worry about it. We'll probably be able to get it before this thing goes off. Yeah, like, Goldar's, first of all, Goldar's like, are you fucking crazy? Why the hell did you lie? We're on a go- literal goddamn timer now, you idiot. And, yeah, Rita's just like, ah, it's no big deal. We'll be fine. Maybe. Yeah, and then uh, we just have two more quick scenes uh, to establish the stakes as the okay. episode wraps. Rito does say, uh, relax, Goldie. Just think positive. You'll live longer. Unless this thing goes off. <laughs> that is a good Which line. Is, he's so close to grasping the concept of his own mortality, and yet... Yeah. But yeah, so we cut to th- from under the command center to outside the command center so that we can go back inside the command center. Boy, that's a weird, like, that's, like, going the exact opposite of the way, like, film establishing shots are supposed to work, but okay. Um, Alpha's still working on trying to find a way for, well, Billy specifically asks Alpha, hey, we gotta find another spot for the alien rangers to, uh, rehydrate, and Alpha's like, I'm trying, but I, the, I can't keep up with the hydro hog. Everywhere I look, he's, you know, stealing the water. And Zordon does yeah. the thing all middle managers do, and says, well, keep trying. Keep doing the thing you're <laughs> doing, but I'm telling you to do it now, so I'm helping. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so so we cut to Africa in the past. And for some and reason, Africa. now we're in an 80s music video, because the sun, the, is, see, the setting, sun is setting, and yeah. Aisha, the silhouettes of Aisha and Tanya are slow motion running yeah. across... The horizon. Yeah. To establish that now that the sun is going down, the animals are going to get wild and unpredictable. 
and they're in serious danger if they don't get back to the village. Yeah, like, the animals have already been wild and unpredictable, but now they can see Aisha and Tanya, I almost said Anya, which is a different person from a different show. Um, But they won't be able to see the animals because they don't have night vision. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And uh, then we cut back to the alien rangers who are slowly dying in an empty pool. They're having a bad time. Like, yeah, they're literally, just like, Help us. literally, yeah, Someone. literally, they're reaching weakly into the air and whispering, "Help us!" And we get a to be continued on their impending death. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Yeah, that's the episode. It is dead. Yeah, real exciting. Uh, stay tuned for next week, huh? Yep. I mean, Will the I alien mean, rangers die? That, that, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd come back to see what uh, happens. I mean, there there can't be a season two without them, so here's hoping they stay around. <laughs> I mean, I guess they could... I, actually, man, how mind-blowing would that be? The Alien Rangers fucking die next episode. Season two of Mighty Morphin Alien Ranger starts, and they just call in a different set of Alien Rangers. <laughs> well, I've got some good news. <laughs> oh, no. Did I accidentally predict a future? Yeah, you totally did. Oh, That's God. absolutely what happens. Yep. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> I'm going to choose to trust you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it happens. So yeah, so that, yeah. Ep- that episode mostly sucked. Um, There were a couple of really funny moments. Um, the, the yeah, it was Hydra one of the Hawks. better Angel a- Alien Rangers uh, episodes. It's kind of kind of boring. I mean, yeah, the Alien Rangers whole miniseries has been pretty fucking boring, to be honest. I, I, I enjoyed other episodes. I had funny moments in it, like cute, stupid things that happened. Like, yeah, I mean, this one this does was too. Just, like, this one had a lion shitting. It was great. I mean, yeah, that was that. Okay, but like... <laughs> Lexi, would you say that's the highlight of the miniseries? <laughs> oh, 100%. It's the best thing that's happened in the history of Aliens with Battleborgs. <laughs> it's lion shitting. All right. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, like I was, I rewatched it. Um, like I, I watched, I've watched like all of Alien Rangers and like a good portion of Zio. I mean, we, me and Cassie have been watching it on and off, and uh, we, we rewatched this episode today. And I ended up just kind of like stopped paying attention to it and like tweeting because it was just kind of like, I like because not much happens in it. But it's like a I whole did that while we were hour. recording this podcast. It's, yeah, a, it's I mean, like, really I, not much happening. Yeah, I've so, been on Twitter like the, last, like the whole time. The last episode we recorded, yes. Luke said he definitely wanted to be back for this two-parter because he wanted to see how the Tanya stuff worked out. And uh, the good news is, like, he couldn't meet, be here this. No, excuse me. So he couldn't be there this week, which isn't the good news. But the good news is, he didn't really miss much of fucking anything. <laughs> yeah, he will yeah. have no trouble catching up next week. The, the the only thing that this episode really reveals, and it doesn't actually reveal it, it just, you know, it, it brought to light that, you know, I was mistaken. And I think a lot of people were mistaken because, like, for whatever reason, the impression that a lot of folks get when they try to remember back on how this played out. Was that they have never had to knock on wood? No. <laughs> was that um, Was that, like, Tanya was from a lot further back in the past? Because like the oh, way right. that yeah, this like, the, the way for, that this whole like Zeo quest is framed is that everyone's going way back in time, right? That you think like, like you're going back to like pre like Western society discovering Africa or some shit, right? Yeah, but like it 
it seems like none of the quests are like that. Like again, we for for Rocky, Adam, uh, Cat, and Aisha, we get clues like right within them Rocky's, that like we didn't actually go that far yeah, back. Rocky's is probably the easiest to pinpoint because yeah, like, he meets his explicit. grandfather as a like let's say eleven year old. So we yeah, can yeah. we can guess he went back maybe fifty to seventy years somewhere in there. Yeah. Um. But like. But and, and Tommy's thing. Adams is a little more confusing, a little more nebulous, but because it, it, the way everyone a, dresses, but, yeah, within a century would make sense given the context clues. Yeah, but even then, like they make a point of the fact that, like, of noting that everyone speaks English, and it's surprising that they do. Which yeah, and so which, that that gives us a time that frame. That would yeah, that would that would imply sometime after the fifties, I would imagine. Yeah, and well. I mean, I'm not going to pretend I know anything about Korean history, so well, but that like, would yeah, be it, it applies a certain level of recentness. Which but, would be um, the the time when like American culture really took hold in Korea due to the whole, you know, occupation. Yeah. But um and but the only one that at least where we're at like in the moment that doesn't lock anything down is Tommy's but because of stuff that happens in Zio, it later gets locked down as also not very far in the past. Now, is it just this old man showing up again? Because he's clearly magic. He is clearly magic, but yeah, like it's he could have this could this could that doesn't also, really I'm, establish I'm pretty much. sure I'm pretty sure the old man is like is like the adoptive father of Tommy's long lost brother or something. Yeah, it's weird. Oh boy. Yeah, I have not actually seen the later Tommy stuff in Zero myself yet, but, like, it, apparently that shit gets fucking buck wild, y'all. Yeah, yeah, we've watched, like, the first two parts of that, and, yeah, it's pretty... It's it's, it's actually it's actually ridiculous. fucking weird. Is we're basically done with the ancestor stuff for all intents and purposes. Like the fact that the fact that Rocky's family's from Mexico probably isn't going to come back very much. Except. Anna being from Korea probably isn't going to come back very much. But Tommy's quote unquote ancestry is going to come back a lot. Well, yeah. That's be- well, they left his story off, like his past story off on a like. There's a hanging note there to resolve, which is. The fucking half an arrowhead that he got, and he was explicitly told by a magical man that the uh, other half he will discover when his like personal journey is complete. Yeah, that was a man. Arrowheads were everywhere in '90s kids media, wasn't? Weren't they? Oh yeah, no. There was a lot of I'm gonna say fetishization of a broad concept of Native American culture. Yeah. In the nineties, yeah. I mean, this is this is and probably treading ground was, that you all covered last week. Everyone thought they were Sorry. being super progressive because white people are the goddamn worst. Yeah, yes, there was, like, we stuff, are. there was like stuff in school where we like did stuff with like arrowheads and stuff. It was looking oh, back on my childhood. It I was, was like, wow, that was weird. <laughs> okay, no, listen, that that shit ain't gone. I was in the fucking Halloween store yesterday, or well, earlier this week. Um, which yeah, the Halloween store is open already. Um. Kind of a, I I was kind of I wasn't looking for like a Halloween costume. I was just looking for like cosplay supplies, which I didn't really find much for. Um, also, it was just kind of nostalgic because like last year the Halloween store is kind of where I went when I was first starting to explore gender shit. Yeah, and uh, it was just kind of wild being back there now and reflecting on how far I've fucking come. Aww, from wasting a goddamn you, hour so trying proud to of you. from 
from like a almost a year ago where I was wasting an hour trying to work up the courage to buy a like a women's wig. But anyway, um, the way this relates to what we were just talking about was um, there's a whole bunch of just like fucking Native American Halloween costumes. Well, not Native American Halloween costumes, but Halloween costumes of like pastiches of what we portray as Native American cultures. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. 100% all the Cleveland Indians fucking stereotype yep. uh, shit that is fucking baffling that it's still around. Yeah, I, Did, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't trying to imply that didn't happen. I just remember like, like it being like, like again, it was it was part of our like school curriculum. Oh yeah, no, I'm just like saying make, that shit is yeah. still out there, pretty much unquestioned. Yeah, yeah. Does that uh, did did I ever tell you all about how like okay, so I was the oldest of seven children, and so. Uh, when we were very, very little and basically young enough that, you know, our parents were just picking our costumes for us and everything. Uh, when you have a big group like that, the parents tend to go with some sort of coordinated costume so they don't have to figure too much out. And also because some of us were still toddlers and so on and so forth. And uh, my parents dressed us up as an Indian tribe. Oh, oh no. Yeah. It was, yeah. And us being ignorant children didn't know how bad it was, or that we shouldn't do the thing where you slap your mouth and 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 whoop and run uh, around the, su- the suburb. Like, yeah, that was bad. That was a bad time. But yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're we're getting way off the rails here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 all right. Um, junior correspondent Zach, who's a great kid, but just so unreliable. He's never on time. Uh, didn't make it to this episode, and. Uh, so I don't I don't really have any questions to cover. He, he's he's our guy for that, and uh, so we we've. Really... I feel like we've rambled long enough. Yeah, no, I mean we don't really have a whole lot. Um. So yeah, uh, there you go. That was the uh, that was the episode. Uh, it was a rough one, but bear with us, guys. The season's almost over. We only got one more of these things, and then uh, I'm assuming because I don't look ahead. Season two of Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers coming up. Yeah, hopefully with, it's a big uh, a turnaround. New set of rangers because the old ones are gonna die. Yeah, new rangers, new zords. It's gonna be just like season two of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but more alieny. Right? Yeah, it'll actually get good for a little bit and then get worse than ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it's definitely what happens. Yep, one hundred percent. You can you can trust my blind guesses on this. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 gonna do it for us. Uh, please tune in next week. Please, please, just hold out one more episode. I'm begging you. Like you've made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if anyone's made it this far, they're not gonna hit the eject button on the last one. <laughs> I'm talking to myself as much as I am the listeners here. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it, Lexi. I believe in you. Ah, just one uh, more. But yeah, that's yeah, that's it. I've I've been Lexi. That's right. I've been Emily. And I have been Mike. Yeah, for Aliens of the Battleborg, stay wet, y'all. Stay wet. Wet and wild. (laughs) 